0: Hey there, everyone. Is this thing on? It's been a little while since I've done one of these podcasts. It is the end of 2020. I got to tell you, I felt pretty good just taking a little bit of a break. I had some election and politic fatigue, I'm sure like a lot of other people did. Getting close to the holidays, it's time to celebrate and be festive as much as you can. You know, and I thought, you know, if I'm getting tired of it, I'm thinking a lot of other people out there are getting a little sick of it themselves. So, you know, took a little break. I needed the little break. I'm sure you guys did too. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. We are getting ready to go into 2021. And I know that on paper looks and sounds fantastic, but let's just caution and be realistic here. That we still do have a pandemic that is raging through the country and it's just now getting worse. However, there is good news. We do have a vaccine and it seems as if as slow as the rollout has been. It's kind of been a disaster, but it's getting out there. You guys out there planning on getting one? I was thinking about it. I keep, you know, trying to decide if it's something that I'm going to do. I never really got the flu vaccine and I seem to have a pretty good immune system. However, it probably would still be a good idea for me to get it. So if the opportunity does become available, I probably will probably go out and, and get it just to be safe. But that's the other thing too, is even though I know it is still around and the coronavirus does not care about whether or not we are getting sick of it or not. I just needed a break from all of it. I mean, I just needed a mental break from, from everything. And again, I, I'm sure a lot of you out there have had the same feelings. You, as a new year does start, most people have this idea that it is time to start fresh or time to make a change or time to do something different. And I hope everybody out there has something in mind that they want to take care of and want to change and and want to do something good. But we do have three weeks, a little less than three weeks, until Joe Biden takes office. And that is despite a new jackass in town, Senator Josh Hawley. He's from Missouri. He's the first one to take the huge kiss of what's left of Donald Trump's orange ass. He's going to object to the electoral college results next week when Congress meets to officially certify Joe Biden as president. He's going to object because he's so angry about the rampant fraud going on in our electoral system and he's not going to put up with it. A fraud that's not even worth talking about anymore. It's so absurd and ridiculous. And quite frankly, they know it's absurd and ridiculous. But this Josh Hawley guy, apparently he has aspirations to become president in 2024. So his strategy is to gin up the goofy followers who still believe that Donald Trump is going to be president on January 20th. And when he ultimately isn't, he's going to remind everybody in 2024 that he actually stood up, stood up for Donald Trump and you should consider him to be the Republican nominee for president. And, you know, this is where, again, this, I I mean, now I'm sitting here talking about this. I'm getting fatigue again. I might just shut this off because I don't, it's just getting so ridiculous. I'm actually reading this book right now, it's called Burning Down the House. It's uh, Newt Gingrich, The Fall of a Speaker and the Rise of the New Republican Party. And this is reading about where all of this new Republican Party strategy started. And it started with Newt Gingrich a long, long time ago. And the long short of it is, and I haven't finished the book, but you know, you get the idea is that you basically are going to Win votes through the media, and you're gonna do it in a way that is really no holds barred. It doesn't matter, say what you have to say, whether it's true or it's not true. You'll just take a little piece of something and get form a form a narrative from that little piece and blow it up to a hundred times. and. People will eventually start to believe it. And he was dead on. In fact, when he first started, a lot of the Republicans were like, you can't do this kind of stuff. It's just not what we do. And Newt Gingrich was basically like, well, screw you. Yeah, it is what we do. And this is how we're going to wind up winning the House because Democrats controlled the House forever in Congress. I mean, forever. And Newt Gingrich was not a fan of that. And he was going to do whatever it took to win the house and his strategy led to take not just taking the house but taking over the narrative and taking over the messaging in this country and how to do it. It's sort of an art of war type of thing. Although the problem is is that first of all there's no scruples to it whatsoever and you're doing it really against your own citizens. You're doing it against your own people. And I. everybody's got their side, and you want to root for whoever it is you want to root for. But, man, I, I I don't know how I feel about winning by any means necessary. I mean, to me, that's just that's for losers, even though they're winning. They're losers the way they win. If you can't do it the right way, then... We're going to find a way to do it, even though it turns people against each other in our own country. And that's really what it's done. That's where the divide started. Donald Trump did not start all this. We all know this. But Donald Trump certainly exacerbates it. And he has also really made dumb people dumber. I know I shouldn't name call, but man, oh, man. I live in an area where the outside of the area has a lot of back roads and stuff and I had to drive through there last week and I'm driving through there and there's you know a lot of trailer park places which you know some of those are really nice and nothing wrong with living in a trailer but there's a lot of houses that are similar to the trailers as you're driving by and they, I swear, I still see the Trump banners and flags flying in these areas. And I just want to almost get out of my car, knock on the door and say, what are you doing? Do you, do you realize you're voting against your own interest? You know me people voted for Mitch McConnell to stay in office? And now Mitch McConnell is solely the reason why Americans will not be getting the $2,000 that is being proposed, not just by the Democrats, but also by Donald Trump. It was actually proposed. By, actually, the, I take that back. The Democrats have been trying to get more money for since this pandemic started, and the Republicans keep shooting it down. Now, all of a sudden, Donald Trump's out on his way out, and he says, Ah, what are we doing with this bill? We need more money for the American people. And now it puts Mitch McConnell in a bad situation to where he has to basically go against the hero now of the Republican party and Mitch McConnell is still what he now what he's doing is he's going well it's not going to pass the Senate because you know the two thousand dollars might be okay but if we're not going to put in this bill where we're going to protect some big tech companies and where we're not going to put a commission out there to investigate voter fraud then I'm not going to do it. And he goes back and tries to blame it on the Democrats and says, well, the Democrats won't let us do that. So, you know, now it's on them. And he's not fooling really. Well, he is fooling some people. But I I think most people know at this point, Mitch McConnell does not want to give money to anybody unless they have at least some millions of dollars wants to investigate voter fraud get the fuck out of here i i just, this is so insane you remember back in 2016 when donald trump won he still wanted an investigation on voter fraud so they threw some commission together on that and it disbanded because they found nothing just like they found nothing on this i'm like, i can't believe i'm even still talking about this this is so ridiculous but it's going to be so refreshing in three weeks when we see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris takes over a country that desperately needs them right now. Desperately. Do I know that they're going to be the greatest president and vice president of all time? I don't. I have a feeling though, you can't get any worse and it's going to be a vast improvement from what we had over the last four years because it's clear Donald Trump is easily going to go down as the worst president in the history of this country and it it's not even going to be close and I really hope we never see a day where we're talking about somebody worse than Donald Trump because if we get that then we're in serious 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 trouble right now we're just in serious trouble but if we get a president any worse than Donald Trump we're in serious 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 trouble That's three seriouses. Do you know what that means? I really don't, but it's three times serious. That that I do know. You know, do these podcasts or anything like this, you always think about, well, it's the end of the year. Should you do some sort of 2020 review sort of show? And I thought to myself, who in the hell wants to review this year? Who wants to relive 2020? I want to get the hell out of this year. And I want to never look back at it ever again. I mean, I, I, I have no interest in 2020. I mean, I'm sort of trying to fast forward myself right now. I, I, seriously, I've, I've barely paid attention to Donald Trump. I've watched a lot less news than I normally do. You know, I'm trying to read more. I'm trying to read a lot more on, you know, some historical things and things that have shaped what is going on today. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I want to get out of, uh, 2020 and I'm trying my best. I'm not on as much social media as I used to, but you know, I still have that reminder every time I go on a Facebook or or something like that, there is still somebody out there who insists Donald Trump is still going to be the president on January 20th. It's, it's, I mean, it really is amazing to me. I've seen people post comments about, Well, Joe Biden, how's he going to be president? Has Donald Trump conceded yet? And like, conceded? What do you, doesn't matter if he's conceded. So that's the kind of, it just, I I look at it and I shake, I get a headache. How do, do, I, I don't under, with all the information out there and all the ways that you can actually get facts and fact check things, then I guess people are just going to some of these people out there that are either podcasters or are Twitter people or whatever it is, and they go on there and they they take them as the fact checkers. And these so-called fact checkers that they look at are the ones who are blatantly lying and don't care. This is what I talked about earlier. They just don't care. They just it's more important for them to have this power and to troll liberals. That's what politics for the Republicans have become. Is power and trolling liberals and controlling the minds of the underinformed and less educated people. Now, I've said this once, and I've said, I'll, I I'll say it a million times. All of the underinformed and undereducated people are not all on the Republican side, but they do seem to be the easier ones to dupe. Certainly the one place where I'm hoping that they continue to get duped and believe that there is voter fraud and there really is no reason to vote would be in Georgia, because about one week from today, this time next week, hopefully the Democrats are controlling the House and controlling the Senate with wins by John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock. That would be just a fantastic start to January twenty twenty one. That would for at least two years will make those two years just bearable. And I could go get up every day and not have a breaking news story of something an idiotic person. In politics, did it just that? It it drains you after a while, and when you pile on a pandemic, where everybody was either staying at home or felt like you had to stay at home, and restaurants are closing down, and you can't go to the movies or baseball games or Vegas or anything that you love to do, you can't do it anymore. You know, you you couple that with. A person who is running our country who doesn't care about me or you, or you know, unless we go to his rallies. And now he's spending his final weeks, months, whatever you call it, golfing, golfing and spreading ridiculous ideas that millions of people, just they happen to be in the swing states, somehow all got together and frauded the election. In Joe Biden's favor to defeat Donald Trump because he just can't in his head get it that people could not stand him. They couldn't stand him. And lots of those votes came because they could not stand the fact that this guy was running the country. So, you know, again, we have a few weeks left and things will somewhat get back to normal. Sure, we're going to hear all the noise from the Fox News and OANs and the Newsmaxes and QAnon, and they'll still be around, you know, but it's not going to be as in your face, I don't think, as, um, as it has been over the last four years. So that's something to look forward to. That's something to smile about. We have the vaccine coming out, as I mentioned earlier. Hopefully it works sooner than later. I am have optimistic feelings that by summer we might be able to let more people into baseball games and I might be able to fly out to Vegas and, you know, start living life a little bit more normal again. I, I think because of the pandemic, we're probably going to be changing a lot of things. I may still wear a mask even when I don't have to in airports and, and stuff like that. And, you know, who knows? I don't like wearing it, but, you know, at the same time, I don't care. I mean, it doesn't bother me all that much. As I said before, the only thing that bothers me is when I get out of my car, I'm more than halfway into the store and realize I forgot it. I have to turn back to my car and go back and get it. That's one of the things in 2021 I'm trying to eliminate in my life, and that's inconveniences. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to pull that off because the inconveniences I'm talking about. I don't like stopping to get gas, doing laundry is an inconvenience getting out of my car to go into the store without a mask is an inconvenience. I know, I sound like a baby, but I don't like doing it. That's all. But anyway, if I am going to reflect on anything in 2020, I am going to reflect on some of the things that were positive for me over the year. I did start this podcast in 2020, and you know, it started with a few listeners here and there and I was able to get the word out a little bit, and I got to a point where my show was ranked in the top 75 in all of the news category on, on Apple Podcast, and that was very exciting. I've had people in hundreds of cities around the world, 36 different countries. Listen, I was able to meet some really great people. One of those people's Frosty Knowledge, she came on my show, and i always loved her appearances. I loved them so much, I had her on four times. She's that good, every time she's on with me. I, I just love listening to what she has to say, and the way she says it. She's smart, and she's entertaining, and I like her. I had the boys from Oh For Fuck's Sake on, Derek and Ryan, had a great time with them, and they had me on their show. And not to mention, by the way, Frosty Knowledge had me on her show on um, What's Up People News TV. Her and Frosty McNuggets and Brother Oreo. Although Brother Oreo wasn't on that show, but that's okay. He came on my show. I got to meet him too. That was great. Blair Erskine of Twitter came on my show. She was a blast. She was a lot of fun. Loved having her on. I love her stuff on Twitter. Couple of the Wonder Women came on. Steph Van Black and Rachel Jones came on with me. They were fantastic. They joined me in Frosty Knowledge on that show and they were just awesome. And I loved having them on. They were just they were great. And I've, you know, had a lot of great people reach out to me and I, I really wish I could name all of them. You know, I've had so many people send some really nice messages and they've Retweeted my show out and it was just really really nice of them and I I really can't express enough How much that meant to me and how much it means that anybody would take the time to just Take me 20 minutes, you know, it's about what I do 20 25 minutes To listen to the show and give me all the feedback that you have. I really really do appreciate it So with that being said to all of you, I wish you an incredible 2021, I have a feeling it's, I mean, listen, it's going to be a great year because we're coming off this one. It really can't get much worse. It really can't outside of really any tragedy. I mean, who is going to look back at 2020 and go, yeah, that was fun. Nobody. They're going to say that year was a complete waste of our our, our lives. You know how they say, uh, you smoke a cigarette. It takes some years off your life. You might as well smoke some cigarettes, even if you don't smoke. that that 20, it just took a year out of our lives. That's what it was. But, you know, again, I look forward to a lot more positive things in 2021. I certainly hope the same for you. I hope everybody has a safe and happy new year and we'll be back again soon. And as always, I appreciate listening to this one and we will talk again soon.